Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, February 1st, 2021. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. If you haven't taken an opportunity yet, take a listen to This Week on Broadway featuring Diane Paulus. It like just came out and the episode is a conversation with the legendary Diane Paulus, who I truly have worshipped for a, like a really long time <laughs> as like a female yeah. pioneer in the theater between like Pippin and Waitress. Um, honestly, she changed my life forever. Like, was it the inclusion of Bettina Miller's arm? and theater culture forever <laughs> was it sugar butter flour like i don't know i love it all i'm obsessed um this week listeners were actually able to join live through the recording on patreon and these listeners are patreon members who support broadway radio and i'm just saying that's like something that you should do so if you would like to join for future recordings for this week on broadway you can become a supporter at patreon.com slash broadway radio yeah and james james said that this is one of the best interviews that he has ever been a part a part of and i think it was really important um she did talk about like some of the systemic racism things that are going wow. on in uh in the theater community which as we've talked about last summer like yeah. she's been the focus of some of those with griffin matthews who mm-hmm. uh, didn't call her out by name but called her out by every other way you can yeah. call somebody out that was the invisible thread of 2020 was... uh, yeah there you go well oh. done well oh, done oh, yeah i will be listening along with other listeners uh so i guess we can go ahead and get into some news oh, man. do we have to <laughs> Only because we were there was a text thread going on about this particular story, so we're happy to share it with you right now. Tony voting is coming soon. Dot dot dot. Uh, the Tony Awards have announced that they will be voting soon when the awards are going to happen. Who's to say? Um, the much delayed awards will be scheduled in coordination with the reopening of Broadway. Also, the voting will take place from March first to March fifteenth. Uh, On Friday, the Broadway League and the American Theater Wing, the two organizations that oversee the awards, duh, uh, took a step toward clarifying their latest thinkings because uh, we truly have been looking for answers, like what's going on, guys. (laughs) Basically, around 784 voters will soon be able to cast their ballots for the season that began in April 2019 and ended in February 2020. Theaters were open until mid-March, as you guys know, but Tony administrators decided only shows that opened by February 19th would be eligible for awards because too few voters had seen those that had opened later. So um, all voting will be electronic and the voters who are mostly producers, presenters, and people who work in the theater industry can only vote in categories in which they have seen all of the nominees. A subset of voters are allowed to vote in the categories of best orchestrations and best sound design uh, because those categories have been deemed too specialized for the full pool of voters to decide. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's just what are we Guys. doing like what are we doing grace like they're this- tickling our balls i don't understand <laughs> what's happening I, I mean i'm sure you're gonna cut that but <laughs> i mean i mean maybe not i mean i don't know that's the metaphor that i would have gone with but it's just like what are we doing this is the biggest mess i've ever seen and it i look my thoughts about the broadway league are, are well established i think that it's an organization who attempts to make themselves out as these custodians for what the most visible portion of the theater community is, and that's Broadway. But what they really are, and everyone knows this, Mm. they are people who only care about making money off theater. And I was talking with, as listeners, uh, longtime listeners know, we've been talking, I was talking with a friend of the show, uh, three-time Tony-nominated producer Oliver Roth on Friday when this Mm. came out, and he Mm -hmm. made a really good point. He was like, And I asked him if I could say this, um, so I'm not portraying any confidence. But he said, like, this just shows you 
that the league doesn't actually care about the Tony Awards unless right. it's something that can make them money. And yes. my my thought was like that was I obviously, but I hadn't put it into words. And then like I took it a step further and said like not only do they not care about the awards unless they can make the money, they don't care about the people who the people put on these it. shows or the fans unless it is in some sort of relationship where they can make money. That's why they want to wait until, as you said, to coordinate mm-hmm. in uh, with the reopening of Broadway. Why? Why? Yeah. These shows like... Because it's the only reason they do it. Yeah. Moulin Rouge opened, I believe, in July of 2019. Like you said, the season started in late it April. It opened in 1936. <laughs> they opened Moulin Rouge in 1936. And it still hasn't gotten nominated. Yeah. Karen Olivo still looks great for uh, opening the show in 1936. <laughs> but it's just like, it's going to be two years probably before these Tonys actually happen. And I'm not exaggerating. Like, I think yeah. it's probably going to yeah. be at least two years, if not more. Um, I think mm-hmm. two years since Moulin Rouge opened is, is optimistic. I think it could, on I think there's a considerable realistic way that these Tonys don't happen until Moulin Rouge had been opened for almost three years. That's horrifying and um, responsible. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that, I think we all need to just like let it go, truly. Like I think we just need to let it go. I yes, I, I wish that this could have been over by now. Is my thought on? Is like by taking off of that. Like I think the Tony Awards are important. I think they're important to the people who made these shows. I think they're important to the fans, mm-hmm. and it just feels like they're prolonging this longer than they need to. It feels like they are slowly pulling the band-aid off. And like normally you would think, okay, like if you're not going to rip it off, at least like go at a normal human pace. Like this is like the slothiest sloth pulling on this band-aid and taking it forever to rip off. It's just yeah. it is so much more painful than it needs to be, and it's yeah. putting the Broadway League into an even more negative light than it already has. Like it, it's just yeah. like if you have to just send out a press release to who the winners are, fine, do that. I mean, you shouldn't, but you should at least do like a virtual thing or put it on PBS mm-hmm. or or stream it or whatever. It's just like it's just yeah. it's it's beyond time to just get off the uh, get off the pot, you know. Stop wasting our time, uh, yeah. Broadway League. And we want to take a second before we dive into all this other good stuff to talk about our sponsor, ExpressVPN. We've been talking about ExpressVPN a lot lately. And one of the things that we haven't been talking about as much in the recent go arounds with ExpressVPN mm-hmm. is how you can use their service to unlock movies and TV shows that are only available in other countries. And so how that works is ExpressVPN lets you change the location uh, from which you appear to be when you are online so that if you want to access a site that is only available to people who live in the UK, you can use ExpressVPN to make the interwebs believe that you are in the UK. All you have to do is open the app, select a location, tap one button to connect, and then you refresh that page, whatever page it is, whatever streaming service, whatever website, and you will have access to whatever content you want that comes from that page. For me, like I watch all of the new Doctor Who uh, seasons Mm. that are from like 2005 all of those are on hbo max but all of like the original doctors like doctors one through eight those aren't available on hbo max you have to go to um sites in the uk whether that's uk netflix or the bbc might have them expressvpn is a great way to do just that yeah i literally have used this for studio ghibli films exclusively because the ones that are on like disney plus right now are not the ones that i want to watch all the time and so i will watch the other dub 
version of like my neighbor Totoro. And like, it's just, it's so much better than trying to like find it and source it on eBay just to get it here and realize that you have a DVD and you don't have a DVD player. <laughs> Guys, ExpressVPN is the way to do it. Um, you can stream in HD, it's no problem, no buffering or lag. Like it's compatible with like all of your devices too, because we're all at home, we're using our phones, we're using mm -hmm. our iPads. Like. It's really great. Um, not only does it let it change your location, but it also encrypts your data. So there's no shifty stuff going on. It lets you surf the web safely and anonymously. So go to expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for, what's that? Free dollars, free, F-R-E-E. -E. Yeah, everybody go to expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio and get your international streaming on. Nailed it. Okay, let's go on to more news. Jujamson Theaters and SeatGeek have announced a multi-year partnership bringing new ticketing systems to Broadway. Uh, this this came, we when we got this, <laughs> our phones were lighting up. Yes, I am telling were. you. <laughs> we were like, oh, what's that? What um, is going so we're on? Gonna, we're going to break it down for you because there are multiple <laughs> articles about this. So Jujamson Theaters and SeatGeek announced a new partnership that will bring the next generation of ticketing technology to Broadway. Uh, it was announced that Ju Jamson, which operates five of the 41 Broadway houses, said that uh, when theater returns, which LOL, when is that? Um, they will use SeatGeek instead of Ticketmaster. And for context, Jordan Roth is the president and owner of Ju Jamson Theaters. And uh, here is a statement from Jordan Roth. For us, this means leaving no tool unused and no innovation untested in our never-ending mission to enrich the theater-going experience from start to finish. It's very gratifying to find uh, in SeatGeek, a partner as committed as we are to taking exceptional care of our patrons and show partners alike. We should note the vast majority of SeatGeek ticket buying in the U.S. is done for sporting events. The partnership between Jujamson and SeatGeek is SeatGeek's first thing on Broadway. When theater returns, Jujamson said it would utilize some of the features of SeatGeek Adapt, which is a new program which allows venues to map out socially distanced seating staggered and contactless entries and view projections uh, on demand for live theater or other live events. So this sounds like a very responsible, exciting partnership. It's just, it kind of rattles and changes everything about the ticket buying experience. I mean, how did you, <laughs> how are you reading this, Matt? Well, there's a lot going on here because one, in the US, SeatGeek is mostly known as a secondary ticket option, um, like StubHub. It's a competitor with StubHub. But mm -hmm. in the UK, they are a primary ticket outlet for a lot of theater uh, in the UK. So they do have experience with this. So that makes me feel a little bit better. Um, I just I'm a little worried about what this means, Grace, because yeah. you and I both know that Ju Jameson was, was with Ticketmaster before. Ticketmaster is a scam. It's a crock. It's a yeah. horrible, vile organization. <laughs> right. But and I, and SeatGeek, I've had nothing but good interactions with their people. But the thing is, is like once you get into the secondary ticket market, which is what makes Ticketmaster so awful, is because they route their tickets to secondary ticket mar markets so they can make double the money. It just right. means that it's a worse ticket buying experience and it costs more money for the patrons. And maybe with these new SeatGeek Adapt or with these new things, like th they're not going to be showing up exclusively on secondary ticket mark the secondary part of SeatGeek rather than the primary mm -hmm. one but it just makes me very concerned when there's 
you know, a very thin veil between primary and secondary ticket markets. Like for all of the crap that we get from um, Telecharge, <laughs> like as yeah. awful as that website is and how outdated all of like their their technology <laughs> is the like packaging. Yeah. It, but but like at least there we know it is only a primary ticket provider. So mm-hmm. I'm a little worried. Um, it just all seems a little sleazy. You know, it like, feels a little sketch, guys. It, it did feel a little sketch. Yeah, I'm with you. It's we'll see. I mean, we've got a yeah. year and a half before Broadway reopens, so I guess we'll find out then. This partnership could dissolve, you guys. People are like getting divorced left and right. Okay, next part of the news. Um, <laughs> Universal's Dear Evan Hansen is set for a September release in theaters. Dear Evan Hansen's Universal film adaptation of the Broadway stage musical will be released September 24th. The studio announced um, that Ben Platt, of course, will reply, reprise his role. Uh, that he won a Tony for. Uh, it was amazing. Um, he'll be joined, of course, by Amy Adams. Julianne Moore, of course, will be in it. And then Girl from the North Country's Colton Ryan uh, as well. Dear Evan Hansen is the emotionally manipulative musical still currently on Broadway that debuted in 2016, starring Ben Platt in the title role. This means, of course, that they are filming and editing during COVID times. But it's not lost on me that this kind of announcement comes at an interesting time where I feel like they'll be competing for Oscar attention because In the Heights bumped their movie musical um, release to summer 2021 during the pandemic because it was supposed to have already come out. Um, However, Dear Evan Hansen has a better chance than most of keeping its fall release date, even if the pandemic kind of like journeys on. Yeah, I... Okay, great. You know, like I don't, I don't even know if I, I'm not sure that we'll even be able to go to movie theaters by that point. Yeah, September feels like a long time away, but like it's it's not because to for me to feel comfortable to going and sitting in a movie theater in September, yeah. even September 24th at the end of the month, like that means things are going to have to get better by, by for June? me like June. Yeah, like I'm going to have to feel better. And I just don't feel great when like only three percent of the population has actually gotten a vaccine, a vaccine at this point. And I feel better mm-hmm. about the vaccine rollout than I did a month ago. But like, that seems like a, a massive undertaking. Right. And, you know, what in the what's going on within the Heights is different than what's going on with um, with with Dear Evan Hansen, because in the Heights is being produced by Warner Brothers. And they have this whole deal where all of their films are going to come out in theaters, but also on the exact same day on HBO Max. So that's different. So like that's not changing. Um, Dear Evan Hansen, though, yeah. could be pushed back maybe later into the year, which then it could bump into um, the West Side Story movie, which is scheduled to come out now in December of 2021. So I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, whatever. I mean, I love as many movie musicals as possible, but just movie going in general, I'm I'm soups uncomfortable with still. Yeah. Okay. So Jen Ashley Tepper, The Untold Stories of Broadway, Volume 4 is coming out. Now, I don't know if you've read these books, but they're incredible and they're an absolute staple. They should be a staple for any theater lover's home. Um, Jen Tepper's book series, The Untold Stories of Broadway, will have another installment available Tuesday, March 9th to commemorate the one-year anniversary of the 2020-2021 Broadway shutdown. This landmark multi-volume series tells the stories of all the theaters on Broadway with new additions, uh, including beloved houses like The Imperial, The Jacobs, Studio 54, The Menskoff, Friedman, and Golden, as well as the five Broadway 
Broadway theaters that were destroyed in 1982, oh. uh, changing the course, whoa, 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 the course of uh, New York City history. You can pre-order the untold stories of Broadway by visiting dresscirclepublishing.com. And I, I'm just curious, like, will the Golden Theater chapter be just, you know, Laurie Metcalf sitting in her dressing room? Is it just a <laughs> series of photos? Uh, I'm not sure, but I want I want whatever that book is. Uh, a portion of the book's proceeds will benefit the Broadway Advocacy Coalition, the theater community's response to the nation's pandemic of racism and police brutality, which again, the Broadway League hasn't responded to. So um, I'm excited about that book. Yeah, <laughs> That's absolutely. That. They're all great. They're all great. Yeah. Um, all right. So the original cast of Frozen, Town, and more will reunite for the Broadway cast reunion series, which is a 42 week old Thursday evening show. Um, it's now available as a subscription series to venues and to single ticket buyers. So in February, the series will feature the cast of Frozen, Casey, Patty, Jelani, um, of course, like everyone's favorites, um, from Town, Reef Carney, Amber Gray, Patrick Page, Eva Novozada. Um, all future episodes will be announced and their tickets can be purchased at broadwaycastreunion.com. Kind of self-explanatory. I appreciated that uh, <laughs> website. Keep it simple, um, every- stupid. Yeah, yeah, it's it's nice. It's like when someone's um, Gmail account is not their name. You're like, who hurt you? Why are you? Why is this 2002? Get a friend. Um, every subscription theater base basically has got to get on the bandwagon to do these kind of group events because it's in a way like like a show. Like it's a performance where you're able to get together with the same people you were doing the show with. And these people, some of those people, I mean, Frozen closed, but like Hades Town hopefully will return. Um, so the people from Frozen, like, that's the only time they're going to see these people and their fans are going to see them all together. Might as well do this. Um, they're kind of everywhere though, Matt. (laughs) This is great. I mean, I've, I've done some concerts that like regional theaters have been a part of like these large concerts with like stars, like Laura Benanti or Patti Lapone, where like Mm -hmm. you could buy tickets through an organization. I think, I think this is great. It's a way to keep subscriber bases, uh, interested and also keep some money flowing in for the theaters and for the performers as well. Yeah, we want to give people money. What a concept. Okay, so um, in closing, do you have any recommendations, Matt? Like, do you have any uh, anything that you're like uh, enjoying this weekend or? Um, no. Okay, cool. Well, here's my recommendation. I need you guys to give a shit about your community theaters. If you live somewhere, and most of you do, you probably have a local community or regional theater or your cousin who thinks that they're really good at singing and they think they're going to go to Carnegie Mellon and they might not. Um, But all of that deserves your time, attention, and money. And probably some of you have some kind of virtual something or other. And I encourage you to find out what your local thing is doing uh, because that's kind of where all of this starts. And as much as we love Broadway and as much as, you know, we're we're Broadway radio, we're not community theater radio, (laughs) but all of it starts uh, at home. And so I just encourage you to find out what your nearest theater is doing to pass the COVID times. And if it's nothing, make a small donation that you normally would pay for a ticket like once every three months or buy a preseason pass because you never know if that will help replace a floorboard or pay royalties for one of your favorite shows that you don't even know is on their radar for their season next year. But it is. So if you want to see them do Merrily We Roll Along, fucking give them $100, okay? Um, Asking them, ask what they're doing to ensure equity for Black, Indigenous, people of color in their programming next year do do something i don't know just get involved in it because uh you should yeah. yes that's a great recommendation i'm glad i had nothing so i'm glad that i can co-sign that one <laughs> i just i just why not 
Um, thank you guys so much for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. It's pretty simple. You can find me on Twitter at Grace Akichan and on Instagram, Gracie Aki. Matt, where can people find you? They can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. I got to consolidate like you. Um, make sure that you go to expressvpn.com slash Broadway Radio to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. As always, go to our Patreon. It's worth it. It's nice. I'm on it. Everyone's on it. Uh, <laughs> Patreon, uh, search Broadway Radio, uh, broadwayradio.com as well. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you tomorrow. 